You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So we did it, man. 202 iTunes reviews as of this morning. So we are officially going to be giving away that PFF subscription. We as an I, I don't know why I do that weird podcasty thing where I say we as though I have a staff here. I'm going to have Stacy in the uh, in the other room over there. She's going to start doing this here work now. Jim, what day did we uh, did we say we were going to do that uh, release? Was that uh, okay? Okay, it, it probably in the next few days. No, it's just, it's just me, me and my uh, my big old cup of coffee, my best friend. Uh, but I do appreciate that very much. I'm very excited to be giving this away. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I, I kind of kind of would like to do July. I'm trying to decide between July 1st or July 4th. I don't really know, and it's I don't know. I mean, it's cool because it's a holiday, but I don't really know how that's relevant to anything other than, like, surprise, it's your birthday, America. Here's PFF. I don't know. I, I, I don't It doesn't really make sense, but it's going to be the first or the fourth. I don't know. Why not today? I don't know. I'm dramatic that way. I, it's got to be something cool or, uh, yeah, why, why does the diet have to start on Monday? I don't know. Because I don't want to do it today. That's I guess that's the honest answer. Pick a good, solid round number far off in the future. That's how procrastinators sound smart and organized when really they're just fat and lazy. You know, it is what it is. You'll get your subscription. Get out of here. But I do appreciate that, and I will not be pestering you for that because uh, although I had thought at one point that we'll just move on to the next thing and we'll do a bigger prize, I was thinking we might do like a Game Pass subscription if we get to 300, maybe even like the cooler PFF subscription. I just don't have the energy for it. So we'll just call it a silent agreement between us. Then when we get to 300, something cooler happen, but I will not be begging for it anymore. I just can't do it. And you don't want to hear it. All right, what else is going on in the world? As per usual, I'm not sure. However, I do have two questions that I want to analyze that came from Mr. Matt on the Twitters. What are the two questions? Well, he wants to know the top five Green Bay Packers jerseys to buy. And I feel considering I don't really buy jerseys, I am probably the perfect person to ask, especially since it's somewhat subjective. But I also think that it is the exact kind of thing that I love to uh, analyze because it's kind of deductive, you know, process of elimination. Like, well, not that guy and that guy. So we're going to run through that and see what we come up with. Then he goes on to say, also, I've been really thinking about uh, injury over the past decade. I think the Packers have been the top three team that are injured most. Can you dive into that a little? Um, do you put that into the bad luck category or something else? Now, I've been on record as of last year and probably even before that saying, I don't buy it. I really don't. 
Now, I have never really done a deep dive, and I'll be completely honest. I actually want to do a little bit deeper into this than what I'm going to do today because he just sent it to me yesterday, and, you know, it's not how I do projects. But I want to get started because I think it's kind of fun to look at, and I haven't really griped about it in a long time. Packer fans talk about this all the time, and I'm guessing most fan bases do because when you see guys get hurt all the time, it's like, wow, I can't believe this keeps happening. But we're doing that from the context of not seeing other teams who are also being injured a lot. And if you listen to the podcast, I think last year and the year before, there's always the narrative, and I always come back on here going, yeah, but look at this team. Like, oh, we got four guys on IR. It's like, dude, the Redskins have 13 guys on IR. There were teams, again, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, I think the Baltimore Ravens had more guys on IR than we had total injured. So in general, I just don't believe that that's true. We have a lot of injuries, and sometimes it's to key players, sometimes it's really not. Right? Losing Aaron Rodgers may as well be the whole team's on IR, but you know, it doesn't necessarily numerically mean we're more injured than any other team, especially when he gets hurt in some kind of a freakish way, which is when you look at you know, the second part of the question, do you put that in a bad luck or is something else? Again, that's more of a deep dive kind of thing, because that's where maybe you can kind of look at it and say, okay, what is the nature of the injuries? Are some teams more injury-prone? Are some teams more unlucky? You know, what's going on with the Packers' hamstrings? Is that kind of more of a serious issue than other teams? I'm guessing not, but I I don't know. But we're going to start with that and see how much my rambling can uh, get us through that. Otherwise, there's always more to talk about, man. But uh, let's start there. But anyways, let's take our break. You know where to find all the phone numbers and all that stuff. If you don't, ask a friend. They probably don't know either. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, so let's look at jerseys. I went ahead and uh, just copy and pasted from the Packers um, roster, and I have 89 players. Now, some of this is going to be kind of subjective in terms of what kind of a jersey you want to get, but let me read a little bit more about what he said to kind of narrow down some of this criteria. He wants top five jerseys, and I'm probably going to give you more than five. maybe give you my top five, but it's going to be more than five. But he says, I'm always concerned about buying a jersey one year and the player disappears the next year. So it can't be somebody that's going to be gone soon, which I think is a good general rule. Although if you want to just get crazy with it, get crazy with it. And actually that's it. The next sentence is, who should I get? So that's the end of the criteria. 
So if we do that, we got to get rid of, let's see, the Adam Pankies, the Alex Lights, the Alan Lazards, the Anthony Coyle, the De Beers, those guys. I mean, unless you want to get De Beer, but again, this criteria is guys that are going to be around for a while so that you can slap on your jersey and people don't go, who's that? Because in three years, everybody will have forgotten. And 48% of Packer fans never knew who he was anyways, right? It just, just doesn't make a huge amount of sense. So filtering out the guys that, you know, aren't even necessarily going to make it through training camp, I've got 58 left. So I think we got to take it a little bit further and look at guys that probably are going to play this year, but maybe not beyond that year. So I'm looking at guys like Deshaun Kaiser, who also fall into the category of just not being very good. But, you know, we'll, we'll add that filter. I want to do this in order, although it's probably one and the same. Um, guys like Cole Madison... Jay Kumaro, although, you know, I probably shouldn't take him off the list because a lot of Packer fans are going to get upset about that. But, I mean, the guy's like 84 years old already, all right? He's not in the long-term plans, even if he plays this year. Very sorry. I mean, if you want to get the jersey, get the jersey. I'm just telling you, it doesn't fit the criteria. And I, you know, if you care about longevity, don't buy a Kumaro jersey. You know, Justin McCray, guys that we know the names, they've been playing, they've been on the roster, but, you know, it's, it's not a long-term deal. Since we're, since we're getting down, it's getting confusing, so I want to do it one at a time and kind of go through the thought process. I'm going to get rid of those three, Deshaun Kaiser, Jay Kumaro, Justin McCray. I'm going to hang on to Jimmy Graham for now, just because, you know, I don't know. He's probably not going to make the cut, but he doesn't, you know, I don't know. Do I know 1,000% he's not going to get another contract after this? No. I mean, if he, if let's just say that he really does thrive in this, you know, offense, and he gets 850 yards and 10 touchdowns. Is he getting cut next year? No. Would you have wished you were having a Jimmy Graham jersey that year if that was the case? Probably. So, you know, we'll see. Same is going to go currently for Brian Balaga. Um, Probably not going to make the cut, but, again, I've said I wouldn't hate it if he got a little bit of a contract extension after this year. Um, Kendall Donerson's probably going to go. Correction, just went. Uh, Lucas Patrick, I'm moving on from Raven Green. I know a lot of you guys like Raven Green, but I just, sorry, he's not going to be on any of my lists ever. I personally feel comfortable getting rid of Reggie Gilbert. I think we kind of know what he is. He's never been a contributor outside of preseason, and in my mind, that's not him being a contributor. Um, Another one I'm going to get killed for, but it is what it is, Tim Boyle. He's a fan favorite, but I mean, give me a break. And again, make your own criteria. If you like kind of lesser-known guys that aren't going to be on the team very long and don't contribute to the stats in any capacity, then Tim Boyle might be your guy, but uh, not my guy. I'm going to keep Tremont on out of respect, because as I'm going through this, I might create like several different, based on different criteria, maybe doing several different top five lists. We'll see. So I think that's about it. So actually, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to create a top five right now, but it's going to be top five that I'm actually going to remove from this list because I don't actually want them on my top five list, but maybe this is kind of your criteria. Essentially what it's going to be is I want to get rid of the guys that everybody already has this jersey because they're already awesome, but it's just kind of boring to me. I don't know if I can find five, but I I just, I want to remove them from the list, but I don't want to delete them from the list. And obviously number one is going to be Aaron Rodgers. If you asked me what jersey should I get, maybe if you're new to football or you're a brand new Packer fan, like, hey, I just came from, you know, the motherland of Sweden, because that's what they, they, they call it that, you know, they just say the motherland. I don't know if you knew that. I'm a, I'm a history buff, you know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know what history has to do with it, but um, caught me lying. But in that case, maybe I'd be like, you know, just go get you an, a Rogers jersey. Just get a cheap one. 
you know, go on eBay. They're dirt cheap. Or one of those those ones from China that looks cool, but it's, you know, it's cheap. But he's not going to make this list because it's just, you know, come on. So he's getting moved into the, you know, top five player type category. I got to take Devontae off. It actually gets kind of tricky after that because, man, there's so many, like, subcategories. Like Aaron Jones I want to take off. But I don't know that a lot of people have an Aaron Jones jersey, and if you don't, it's if, if, if there's not a lot of his jerseys sold, I feel like that would be a good one to be on the top five. Maybe I will just delete those two. I'm just going to delete them, because it, every even like David Bakhtiari, it's the same category. Like, of course he's like the best, but everybody's got a... Well, I don't know if they do. Maybe we should talk about it. So, again, it's my list, so I am going to delete Rodgers and... and Devante because I can't really think of anybody else like you know because you could say like Jair I bet he sold a bunch of jerseys but I mean Jair is a pretty good investment right he's brand spanking new he's just going to be getting better I don't know that that's not on my top five jerseys Jimmy Graham probably sold a bunch but I don't know if he fits that same category so I, I just don't know if we got those guys and there's nobody I'm really willing to take off the list I guess maybe I'll just have guys in multiple lists that's what we'll do all right so I, I need to run through this again and just kind of go through again and look at let's you know Maybe guys that are young or new that I don't necessarily believe in. You know, I, I don't really want to buy low on this nece- this player necessarily. So that would be guys like Cole Madison. Now, granted, I would love to have a Cole Madison jersey because he seems like a cool dude. You know, a Josh Sitton type. I honestly, I just don't really think he's going to be a big contributor. I hope he is, and I hope I'm wrong. I just don't think so. I'm also going to go out on a limb, and this one's a bigger one because he's going to start. He's going to play. He fits the scheme. I just am way too scared to invest in the jersey, especially since the amount of competition. You never know. I'm not going to buy a Billy Turner jersey. Plus, he's an offensive lineman. you got to be really good to buy an offensive lineman jersey, and I just don't. There's several other offensive linemen I'm going to buy before I go Billy Turner. Um, somebody you might want to consider if you're into it, but it's way, way out of the realm of possibility in my mind to buy a jersey is Danny Vitale. I know there's a subsection of the Packers Twitter or whatever's group that that believes that this guy's going to be huge and i i get it and that would be cool right he's he's a fullback and the shanahan system kind of likes those types of players sometimes but even though a lot of the time it's just a tight end but vitaly's really athletic and all that but he's not on my list sorry um if you wanted to get somebody that was strictly disrespected by me you could buy yourself a geronimo allison jersey but i think you know where he falls on my list i'm just not doing it um, Hunter Bradley is our current long snapper, but I also think he's not very good at it, and that falls into the offensive line category. I mean, it, it's kind of cool sometimes to get, like, the specialist ones because you want to get, like, the not really, you know, not the jersey everybody else has, but Hunter Bradley's a little bit too far, especially since, as far as I can tell, he's really not very good at his job. Um, I'm going to get rid of James Crawford and James Looney. Uh, they're both on the team. James Looney, by all accounts, actually did do a relatively decent job considering where he was drafted, and James Crawford is... The number three linebacker might actually be the number two, but I don't have any expectation of him being very good. So we'll get rid of those two. Jason Spriggs, I mean, if you really want to buy low, but, you know, again, even at this time, if we do get rid of our right tackle, I kind of think Billy Turner slides over there. Um, Jason Spriggs, you know, who knows? He might have a big year. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not betting on that. He's not going to make my top five or I will lose half of my listeners. Um, Lane Taylor, you know, as far as respect, if you just want to respect what the guy's done, fine. But in that case, you know, just get you a Lindsley jersey or a Balaga jersey or whatever. I don't know, go go dig up a sitting jersey or something. I, I just, not Lane Taylor, man, no. I don't know if he makes my top five offensive linemen, and we only have five offensive linemen. You know, the ones that start. 
Mercedes, I feel pretty comfortable move, moving on from. I got to unload some of these tight ends. I don't know. I mean, maybe he has a year. I just, I don't know. And Lewis, do you want your jersey to say Lewis? It's kind of like Geronimo Allison. Like, come on, man. You want it to say Allison? No offense to the Allisons in the room, but it's a football jersey, man. It should, well, I don't want to give it away, but it should be something cool. I'm also not bold enough to go out and get a Tony Brown jersey. Uh, we got a lot of young talent, you know, potential talent at corner. Even if he's a decent contributor, which is definitely not a given, it's just, it's a little too risky for me. And then, uh, same goes for Tyler Lancaster, I think, with Looney. Um, some potential there, but I just, eh, a little too much. This is actually kind of fun, because I've been asked before, what kind of jersey should I get? And it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. It's nice to actually just kind of go through this process. Because I'm, I just, I'm, I'm not opposed to jerseys. I have no problem buying them. I know some people, I heard somebody on a podcast complain about that, saying it was dumb. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's cool, and I'd love to have a bunch of jerseys. Jerseys are just expensive, and I'm cheap, so there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. So at this point, we've got 36, so I've got some whittling to do. I uh, I think I'm going to start in on some of these rookies. I left them, and maybe we can do like a, a different rookie board. And I'm not saying don't buy a rookie jersey, because some of them are definitely going to be locked up for a while, just by virtue of where they were drafted. But some of them, I just, I don't know. So for example, I'm not buying a Dexter Williams jersey. Number one, because if you buy a Williams jersey, we've already got a Williams, and he's already a running back, and that's just confusing. And I don't even know if he's going to be even a little bit good. Beyond that, as long as we have Aaron Jones on the team, his upside is extremely limited. The odds that he's going to take over that number one spot and be a solid contributor are very low. So I'm not doing that. Kind of torn on Elton Jenkins. Um, At this point, it's not even a given that he's going to start. And if you think about it, if you don't have, like if you're a diehard jersey guy and you've got a, a you know, a Balaga jersey and a Lindsley jersey and a, a Bakhtiari jersey, you might cons- maybe not take him off your list entirely. But again, offensive line, we don't know if he's good. We don't know if he's going to play. Um, he's He's got to go. I know it was a very early round pick. I just, nah. I think the same is going to go for, for pretty much most of these guys. Kadar Holman, I, I, you know, maybe, but probably not. I'm going to hang on to Kingsley. I don't know why, other than it's pretty guaranteed that he's going to play at some point. It's just don't know if he's going to be any good. He's probably not going to make the final cut, but I'm just, I'm not there yet. Rashawn obviously stays. Uh, I think Ty's got to go. Again, I know there's a lot of big Ty fans, but, I mean, come on. So we're down to 32. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tricky, so I'll be a little select. Let's see. Trevor Davis we can get rid of. Before I start straight up disrespecting people, let's get rid of people that, you know. I don't want to do Tanyan yet, because he's got a huge fan base, and he has been a little bit productive, and we don't exactly have the greatest tight ends. Um, oh, Josh Jones, he's gone. That's not even a question. All right, I think it's disrespecting time, and maybe I'll, I'll do a separate list over here because I want to get rid of some of the older guys that, although they may have been great contributors at certain points, you know, various reasons. So we'll just see how many we have. I don't know if it's going to be top five or what. I, who cares? So I'm talking about guys like, for example, Dean Lowry. Now, it depends on what you're into, but... You know, and I'm not even saying he's necessarily going to be gone soon. It's just kind of a matter of he deserves respect, and if you want to just be that guy that has a Lowry jersey, that's cool. And I'll put him in that, you know, respect pile, but I'm not putting him in my top five all-time Packer jerseys for 2019 list. Um, I'm going to put Brian Balaga in that category. I don't know that he's necessarily super long-term, but again, it's kind of a respect thing. Tremont Williams is another one. Um, be a pretty awesome jersey considering what he's contributed in two different parts of his career to the Packers. But long-term, 
not going to be my guy. Man, I got to pick this up here. I'm only down to 27. All right, let, let's let's just start hacking away here. Um, Equinemia St. Brown. I mean, he could be pretty solid, but we got to see it first. I'm not making other lists anymore either. Uh, Corey Lindsley, it's just he's not going to be on my list. Uh, let's see. Jamal Williams, nah. I think I am going to take Jimmy Graham off. He's not long-term. He hasn't done anything necessarily for the team. He's kind of in that spot where just nah. Uh, Jaymon's got to go again. Could be something big, but nothing quite yet. Um, I think I will take off Kingsley Kiki. If you're going to get a defensive lineman, get yourself a Kenny Clark jersey or something. Uh, probably get rid of Montravius for similar reasons. I'm going to get rid of Oren Burks. He could have a big year, but we haven't seen anything other than just being not very good at things. And I think I'm going to get rid of Robert Tanyan just because, you know, eh. Right, so right now I've got 18. We've got Aaron Jones, Adrian Amos, Blake Martinez, Darnell Savage, David Bakhtiari, Jay Sternberger, Jair Alexander, J.K. Scott, Josh Jackson, Kenny Clark, Kevin King, Kyler Fackrell, Mason Crosby, Mike Daniels, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Marquez, and Zadarius Smith. And I think to make this easier, because it's just my brain's going to start hurting, it's just going to be my top five, and you can do whatever you want. And I just deleted the other lists, because that's just confusing me. So I, for me personally, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm just going to start getting rid of some of the more common ones, because I, I kind of want a lesser known one. It's just kind of my thing, you know. So I'm going to get, ah, it's hard to do. I'm going to get rid of Bakhtiari and Martinez. Aaron Jones was a bridge too far. I, I don't know. He's still young. He could still have his biggest year. I'm, I'm not quite there yet. Um, Josh Jackson, you know, maybe, but I just, no. Kevin King, obviously, is not going to be on my list. No disrespect, although I've done plenty of it. But in this instance, let's, you know, it's just, why? Uh, Mike Daniels, I love you, man, but, uh, you know, you've been contributing for a long time. A lot of jerseys sold, just not so much. So we've got 13. I'm going to get rid of Mason Crosby. I know it seems like the specialist should be a given, but it's almost kind of like especially cool because they don't sell a lot of jerseys. But I think Crosby has sold a ton of jerseys, and he's a field goal kicker, and he might not be around very long, so we're going to get rid of that one. So we've got 12. Aaron Jones, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Jay Sternberger, Jair Alexander, J.K. Scott, Kenny Clark, Kyler Fackrell, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Marquez. I think I'm going to get rid of Kenny as much as he's just a freakish player again you know it's kind of kind of obvious I guess I I just Aaron Jones is just it's just killing me I feel like there's a lot of Aaron Jones jerseys already out there I just don't know I might you know what I'm I think at this point I'm going to start sliding the best ones over and just see what happens but I don't really want to say them out loud because I don't want to give it away and yeah I've got three so (laughs) um boy oh boy how do I whittle this down I am going to get rid of Aaron Jones I, I think that would be a solid jersey to have it's just not for me because it's, you know, I think there's a lot of Aaron Jones jerseys sold, and, and rightly so, and he could have his biggest year. Just not going to be my thing. And I, I think I'm going to get rid of Jay Sternberger as well. Um, that would be another pretty awesome. I mean, I think anybody on this list at this point I like, with the exception of most people not wanting to get J.K. Scott. I'm probably the one person on the planet that would. But uh, Jace, ah, it's just, I don't know yet. And I suppose I'll get rid of J.K. Scott because he didn't really have a great year. So we'll get rid of that one. So I've got my top three. I need to get two more. I'm going to get rid of Kyler Fackrell. It's just, no. I know he had one good year and all that, but no. So right now I've got, what, seven? Amos, Savage, Alexander, the two Smiths, Gary, and uh, Marquez. It kind of feels like Marquez is the odd man out here because you've got a lot of high, you know, 
either high dollar guys or high draft pick guys. But Marquez is is like that one guy that I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a lock to be a top wide receiver this year. Maybe he's not a lock. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Equinemius could end up taking the job, but it it seems like he's kind of locked in there. Maybe I should just get rid of him. There's also the issue with the Smith brothers because Smith is like, okay, which one? I mean, granted, they each have their own number, but that kind of bothers me. And also, Zadarius Smith could be worth getting. Um, Preston, I'm not so sure. Although, you get a Zadarius Smith and Preston goes off, then you're going to feel like a dummy. Although, you could just lie and nobody will probably know. So, I've got seven. I need to get rid of two. And really, I mean, you can you can make a case for getting rid of just... So, I, the, these are my top seven, and here's sort of my, my thought process. Maybe I'll just rank them at this point. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to rank my top seven. So, coming in at number seven, I'm going to put Preston Smith. I'm just going to forget about the Smith thing and get over it. Preston Smith is not great for a lot of reasons, but he kind of hits on a lot of different points as well. He's going to be around for a long time. He signed a four-year contract. He's probably going to be here at least two, even if he's not very good. But he is kind of good, right? We do, we've talked about that. He's got help with the interior. He's got help with Zadarius and Gary on the other side. He's going to be coming free a lot. Not free as in nobody's going to be there, but he's not getting any double teams. Um, and this is where he played at Washington, where he probably was getting a little bit more attention, and he was generating about 12% pressure rate, which is very high. He's going to be a contributor. Is he going to be elite? Probably not, but he's going to be good enough that you have a jersey. He's going to be around long enough that it's worth having. And he also hits on that nobody has this jersey factor, which I think is important. It's important to me anyways. You know, a lot of people, it's maybe the opposite. Like, I want to get the jersey everybody has. But, you know, just don't be that person. Or be that person if you want, you know. It's a freeish country. You can kind of do what you want. Number six is going to be Rashawn Gary. Um, I think you got to put the top guy that was drafted on this list. Um, super high upside and potential. He's a pass rusher, so, you know, kind of get some cool stuff. Gary is a name everyone's going to know, right? It's not Smith. It's not the coolest name in the world, but it's going to be pretty cool when he starts smacking quarterbacks around. But there's also the high risk factor. Right, he's he's young. He's going to be around a long time, but high potential of being a great player. But you're really going high risk because he could end up being a bust, and then the jersey was was ridiculous. And you got to just put it in your closet because if you wear the Gary jersey around, people are going to be mad at you. And plus, you're going to feel like it's an unlucky jersey if he's not a good football player. So you're never going to want to wear it, and you can't sell it because nobody wants to buy it. So if you're willing to take a risk and you believe Rashawn Gary is going to be pretty solid, that's going to be a great jersey to own. Uh, number five, I've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Kind of similar to Rashawn in a lot of ways. There's a lot of competition at that position, um, so there's no real guarantees, but it's a pretty high upside play. I think the floor is a little higher than Rashawn Gary, which sounds weird to say, but he's going to play. He's going to get catches. I don't know how super long-term it's going to be, but it's going to be for a little while. And he could also just blow up. I mean, if he can meet the expectations that some people are setting for him, you know, if, if he really is good in the system because of his speed and whatnot, you know, most of the attention is over on um, on Devontae, and he gets schemed open, and he's great, you know, after the catch, and there's already the stats by PFF about him having, you know, top five in terms of his separation, which is a fantastic thing to have. I mean, he could just blow up, and then you end up having, you're one of the few guys that has a, you know, Scantling or Valdez Scantling jersey, and he's just a phenomenal wide receiver. So, rare jersey. Pretty cool name, or weird name, depends how you look at it, I guess. Unique, whether you're into that or not. So that that, that could be a pretty cool jersey to have. After that, I'm going to do Zadarius. I think Zadarius has some pretty high upside. Of all the pass rushers, 
I think if I had to put money down today on which one is going to be the most productive overall, I'm probably going to go Zadarius. That's just playing safe because I know what he has done. Obviously, Gary is a much better athlete than Zadarius Smith, but Zadarius was just a better player last year. And we know he can produce in the NFL. So he's he was better than Preston, and there's not as much risk as Gary. And you have that factor. Of, he, he, he hits everything. He's, he's got an extremely high floor. Um, he's got a relatively high ceiling. You know, he's got potential to be a, a well-known player. Um, he's going to be around for a long time because he was paid a lot of money. The only real issue is that his last name is Smith, but whatever. At number three, I'm going to do Adrian Amos. I was kind of torn between my number two and my number three, but I think Amos has a relatively high floor. He's going to be around a while. I think he's going to be productive. I think he's going to be a, a kind of a fan favorite. You know, Packer fans... One of the quickest ways to get out of the Packer fans' good graces, as we learned with HaHa Clinton Dix, is to be a player that is inconsistent. It probably drives most people nuts. It drives me nuts as well. But HaHa Clinton Dix, it didn't matter that he played well on you know those six snaps prior to, because the other four out of the ten plays, you completely whiffed. You didn't put in the effort, and that's just going to drive people nuts. Adrian Amos... I don't know that he's going to be a super big pick guy and all that. He might get a couple, but he's going to be consistent. He's going to be a hard hitter. He's going to be an enforcer. He's just going to be a consistent player that is just going to help the team win, and that's I think Packer fans are going to love that. Beyond that, he was an ex-Bear, so you're kind of rubbing it in Bears fans' faces when you buy it, kind of like going out and getting a Peppers jersey. I remember that was – I didn't buy one, but I remember wanting one. I actually wanted to go get a Peppers-Bears jersey and just like, I don't know, make it better dump it in green paint or something, just, just to further upset them. Like, oh, look, it's better now. I, I fixed it. Obviously, I didn't fully flesh out that plan as part of the reason I didn't do it. But I think that would be a cool one. At number two, I put Jair Alexander. The The biggest knock on Jair, I think, is the fact that he's, he's his jerseys are probably flying off the shelf, and a lot of people are going to have his jersey. But, th- th- I mean, this guy's already a fan favorite, and rightly so. I think his arrow's pointing straight up. I think he has potential to be one of the top corners. I think he's one of those guys that puts the Packers on the map, if you know what I'm talking about. One of those guys that when, you know, when, when the before the game, when they start talking about the key players and all that, is going to be one of those guys that they talk about, right? You can talk about Aaron Rodgers. you got to watch out for Kenny Clark. Devontae Adams is a top receiver. And, of course, on the other side, you better watch out for this kid right here, Jair Alexander. Already four picks on the year and six pass breakups. He's one of the hottest young core, blah, 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 blah. Right? That, that's what I see Jair Alexander as. A guy that strikes fear in the heart of the other team. A guy that is like, oh, I hate that guy for all the other fan bases. Bears fans hate him. Vikings fans hate him. Everybody's going to hate him. And he's just a cool guy. Right? He's not somebody that's like, I don't want to give that guy money for buying his jersey. The guy's a loser. He's got the energy. He's got the attitude. He's got the athleticism. He's got the talent. He's got it all. And again, the only reason he's not number one on my list is it's kind of a common thing. Everybody sees what I'm seeing. It's the most obvious thing in my mind. Obviously, there's people who are going to go get the Aaron Rodgers jerseys for those reasons. But kind of the perfect intersection of all those things is is Jair Alexander. And for that reason, you could have put him number one. But I'm going number one, Darnell Savage. Now, super, super high risk. If you're not into high risk, then forget this list. But I really like Darnell Savage. He could be a bust. That's true. But he's going to be around a long time. He was a first-round pick. Might have to put it in the closet because maybe it's going to be his year two where he t- starts to turn it on. But I think his upside is incredible. I think his upside is higher than Jair Alexander, which sounds silly, but, I mean, it just he, he doesn't have limitations as far as his ceiling. I've said before, Rashawn Gary, 
I shouldn't even say it because it sounds dumb. Rashawn Gary's ceiling is through the roof. It's just a matter of how well you can develop him. But I'm, I'm just beyond excited about him. There's also the other component of his name is Savage. Just having a jersey that says Savage on the back and being one of the few people that has it and he ends up having a great year and is a great player for the pack. I don't know, man. Bottom line is, if you were to tell me I had to go out, like, you, you just handed me a card and it says, this card is redeemable for one free jersey, I'm going out and buying a Darnell Savage jersey. And I'm hoping against hope that he's not a terrible football player. But I'm, I'm going to take that risk for Darnell. If you're not into super high risk, my pick is Jair. If that's too common, then move to the next one and get you an Adrian Amos jersey. That that one is like the, there's really no reason not to get an Amos jersey. So, anyways, that's my list. I tried to make it like, I was going to get all creative, like, ooh, if you were more into this, then this is your top five. Forget that, man. I, I don't have time for that. You know how to make a list. You can do it. And actually, tell you what, get you in the Facebook group, give me your top five jerseys, because I'm curious. So technically, my top five is, is Marquez, Zadarius, Amos, Jair, and Savage, with a bonus of Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And if I'm being even more honest, the top three are probably the only three that I would strongly consider, maybe top four. Yeah, maybe top five. I don't know. But top three are the ones that I would be excited about. So anyways, let's take uh, one more break and I'll, I'll talk briefly about the injury issue, at least to the best of my understanding of it. So I already prefaced it more or less, right? Packers fans see the injuries. They get frustrated. They jump on social media. They say we're the most injured team in the history of the universe and our training staff is garbage and they should all be fired. And why does this keep happening? Because we tend to forget that injuries are a part of football and it's going to happen every year. It's going to happen this year and they're going to start early. You're going to start hearing them right away in training camp. And that it, without fail, when the first person falls on the field, you're going to start hearing how this happens to the Packers every year. We have the worst training staff in the world because we refuse to listen to the fact that other teams have already been injured and are already injured. To get you up to speed, here's a list of teams that already have injuries. The Atlanta Falcons, the Buffalo Bills, the Carolina Panthers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts, the Arizona Cardinals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins, the Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, the, New, uh, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Titans, the, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Rams, the, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, and the Redskins. Notice I didn't list the Packers on that list. They are one of the very few teams that at this point does not have anyone that cannot play. I know Gary has a brace, and Kevin King has some issues going on because he's Kevin King, but nobody has listed an unofficial report for the Green Bay Packers, and every single one of these teams has people injured. To get more specific, it's not just one or two. The Atlanta Falcons have five players. Buffalo has four. Dallas has six. Denver has six, right? Uh, Jacksonville has four. Miami has, geez, one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Minnesota's got three. Saints got two. Jets have three. Tennessee has three. Philadelphia has one, two, three, four, five guys hurt. Uh, Chargers have three. Seattle has three. The 49ers have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys hurt. Tampa Bay has one, two, three. Washington has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys hurt. And this is common. This is very common. Usually the Packers have one or two early, but this this is every year, all year. You got teams that have four, five, six, seven guys. And, and again, last year and the year before, I did the same thing. Washington Redskins had more guys on IR than we had total injured. The Baltimore Ravens, more guys on IR than we have total injured. 
right? And there's there's significant injuries. Cam Newton is currently injured. Tyler Eifert, obviously, is always injured. Well, some of these are suspended. I should probably preface that. But whatever. It is what it is. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence has a shoulder injury. Will Fuller for the Texans. Cam Robinson for Jacksonville. You know, Dory Jackson for Tennessee. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Incognito. Crowell. Cooper Cup. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, Derek Watt. Well, Derek Watt's the fullback brother, so who cares? Uh, Ezekiel Ansah. Quan Alexander, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it, there's a lot of significant injuries. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Reuben Foster, obviously, as always, is not going to be playing. Um, you know, the, the Washington Redskins have Alex Smith and Colt McCoy, and Alex Smith probably isn't going to play anymore. Darius Geis is still hurt. I mean, Washington, Quinton Dunbar. I mean, they, they've got more key players out than we have out players total. I mean, look, the bottom line is we have to understand that injuries are going to happen, and it seems unfair, and it seems whatever, just know that it's going to happen. We just have to hope it's not Bakhtiari, Adams, Rodgers, mm, who else? I mean, you could say Kenny Clark, but, you know, I don't think that's going to doom our season necessarily. Jair would hurt a lot. right? We, we, we got to hope it's not those guys, but injuries are going to happen. Let's look at something else because, again, I haven't done a deep dive, but I know how to Google stuff. Top 10 injury-prone franchises in 2018. This was written in November of 2018 starting at uh, the 10th most and going on down. The Atlanta Falcons, players on IR, 6. San Francisco 49ers, players on IR, 7. The Eagles, players on IR, 8. Bengals have 8. The Panthers had 9. The Raiders had 11. The Colts had 12. The Patriots had 12. Patriots won the Super Bowl, had 12 in November. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars had 13. Washington Redskins had 13. Packers were not even in the top 10, and once again, there are only 32 teams, meaning they're not even in the top third. Now, okay, you're just looking at right now and in 2018, but I mean, come on. I'm talking historically, right? What was the question specifically? His question specifically was um, over the past decade, the past 10 years. I don't have that, but I did find another uh, article that highlights um, players that are on injury reserve over the last four years. Players on IR over the last four years. I'm just going to go in order, and then we're going to leave it at that. Teams that have had over 80 players on IR in the last four years, which, you know, for those that are keeping track, that's 20 per year. The Saints, the Redskins, the Jets, and the Cardinals. Between 70 and 80, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Colts, and the... eh, That's kind of it. Three teams at exactly 70 over the last four years. The 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Ravens. Teams between 60 and 70 over the last four years. The Lions, the Buccaneers, the Raiders, and the Bills. Two teams that have been at exactly 60 over the last four years. The New England Patriots and the Chicago Bears. Notice we've got two divisional opponents that have already come off the list as being more injured than the Packers. Not only are we not even on the list yet, and we're more than halfway through the the teams in the NFL, two teams in the NFC North are off the list. Teams between um, 50 and 60 in the last four years. The Broncos, the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Browns, the Texans, the Titans, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Eagles. There are only five teams left, ladies and gentlemen. The next team on the list, yes, it is the Green Bay Packers. The fifth healthiest team in the last four years. And also the team with the fan base that complains more about injuries than probably any other team. 
The only teams that are healthier, the Chargers, the Rams, the Falcons, and number one is the Vikings. Now, you could say, well, IR doesn't necessarily mean health. If you want to play these games, that's fine, but would you have thought this? Probably not. And if you think it's going to change that much because the Packers pull a bunch of hammies and nobody else does, which is nonsense, you're probably mistaken on that as well. Four teams have had under 50 um, injured players in the last four years. Now, I will grant you, if you look at this, they do break down by color chart um, by year. The last two years have made up the majority of you know the, the total injuries for the Packers. Meaning in 2015 and 2016, the Packers were probably the least injured team in the NFL. Because it's absolutely crazy how little injuries they had. In fact, I can tell just by looking at it, the only team less injured in 2015, and actually it looks like it was a tie, was the Bengals. And I can tell with 100% certainty, because I can see the line, um, in 2015 and 2016, the Packers were by far the least injured team. The next closest looks to be the Vikings. In fact, only three teams had less than 20 players on IR in the first two years, the Bengals, the Packers, and the Vikings. Now, the Packers dropped to fifth because of the, the amount of injuries in 2017 and 2018, but it's not that substantial. A lot of teams, especially as you get further down the list, had about the same amount. The difference is the Vikings kind of stayed consistent with their injuries, and the Packers kind of picked up the pace with the rest of the NFL and dropped from first place to fifth place. We're talking about going from, um, you know, the least injured team in the entirety of the NFL to being, you know, the fifth least injured team over the last four years. And we're off to a fantastic start this year, being one of the few teams that does not have injuries right now. So, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just, I don't want anyone to say that without information. I understand it's frustrating when there's injuries, but unless you can bring forth something that says, here is a study that shows that the Packers have a, a problem that 31 other teams don't have, which is the, the way that Packer fans present, present it. We need to fire our staff because this is out of hand. It's out of control. No other team has to go through this. We keep having to go through this. We have an unfair disadvantage because we have an incompetent staff, and I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Ba 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 ba. Except there's no data, and every time I go through it, and the, again, I've never even done this before. I've never looked up anything like this before. I just go through because every week I say, okay, let's look at our opponent, and I look at their injuries, and I see this massive list. And then I look at the Packers, and I see their eight guys injured, and it's like, well, it's not too bad. Eight guys injured, one guy's on IR. They've got nine guys on IR and literally 25 people injured. That's that's the dynamic that I'm looking at, and then I have to hear Packer fans go, we have so many injuries. It's like, no, we really don't, though. We really don't. I mean, it's not fun, especially when, you know, it's like Mike Daniels is on IR. Kenny Clark might not play. You know, Devontae's got a bum ankle. Aaron's got a bum knee. You know, I don't know, Blake Martinez pulled his hamstring. He's out. Josh Jackson's out. I mean, it's it's not fun. It's not good, and it's frustrating. And, you know, every week you got to hear these injury reports, and it's like, he's not healthy yet. Why? And the hamstrings are so frustrating because it's like, it seems minor, but it goes on for five, six weeks. It's frustrating. But let's keep it in the proper context of it's frustrating for everybody. The team you're going up against that you feel like you have an unfair disadvantage, just look at their injuries. They've got a lot of them. And again, before you start feeling sorry for yourself, look at the Washington Redskins. They paid a bunch of money for a pretty good quarterback that was going to fit their their system perfectly, and the dude's career is over. He says it's not. I mean, whatever. It is. And that, that team's salary cap is is ruined because of that, that deal. Because he got a boatload of guaranteed money, and they can't dump him, and they're paying him a lot of money to not play, 
and it's hurting their ability to go out in free agency and, and stack talent. Like most teams that don't really have very good quarterbacks, they you know they, they I mean they got a rookie quarterback, they got Haskins. They should be able to stack a bunch of talent around Haskins and make a push. They can't because they're paying a starting quarterback, starting quarterback money that isn't playing. That's their reality. That's the situation for a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl as, as badly as we're wanting to win a Super Bowl. Except their prospect of doing it is is very low because of an injury. Largely, it's also not the best run franchise in the world. So in, injuries are horrible. I hate it. It it just makes you feel sick, and I feel like that's pretty much what preseason is. It's getting information that doesn't matter, and the only information that does matter is guess who got put on IR, guess who just busted their ACL and is out until maybe week 14, right? I hate it. It makes me sick just thinking about the... It's almost injury time, guys. And maybe they're going to have a real bad year. I, I don't know. But, again, the notion that the Packers historically have... Uh, more injuries than other teams. I just don't see that to be true. I've only been doing this podcast for two years, but the fact of the matter is, over the last two years that I've been doing this podcast are the last two years that I've been addressing this issue. And even in the last two years when the Packers have had the majority of their injuries, it's still not as much as most other teams, right? Even if they're, you know, in the bottom half of that, which is entirely possible, they're still definitely not anywhere near as bad as the Saints or the Redskins or the Jets or the Cardinals or the Giants or the Dolphins or the Jaguars or the Colts or the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers, that's another team that's like, geez, they can't catch a break. The Seahawks, with the injuries they've had, with, I mean, guys like Earl Thomas, that's not fun. Cardinals basically had an entire offensive line get hurt. So, you know, again, just 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 keep an eye on every team and their injuries and make sure you're paying attention and then, then look at the Packers before we just jump to the assumption that we have it worse than anybody else, because we don't. And if we do, there's no need to jump to fire the staff. Everybody has their turn of having a horrible year of injuries. Some teams maybe have it worse than others, but even so, it's like, you know, Alex Smith's knee injury has nothing to do with the training staff. Aaron Rodgers coming down awkwardly because somebody fell on his knee at a weird angle. The training staff can't fix that, man. Right, somebody's helmet popping you in the knee or whatever the injury might be. That's not a hamstrings. Yes, that's something that's kind of weird, and that's a separate study in and of itself. If you want to go do a hamstring study and see which team has been most hampered by hamstring injuries, by all means, I'm probably not going to take it there. But you have my full permission and my blessing to go on and do that study and prove me wrong because they have bigger hamstring issues and we need a new staff, and that's fine. We'll do that study, but. Again, to the best of my ability, I don't see that the Packers have it. And I just, I keep saying it because the Packer fans keep saying it and I want them to stop saying it. And I'm glad you asked the question because I haven't said this in a while and I need to remind everybody, we are not the most injured team in the history of the world. Not over the last four years, not this year, not last year, not the year before. Definitely not the two years before that when we were the least, literally the least injured team in the NFL. This is via sport facts.org by the way they've got a chart and it's i mean there's no reason not to believe it it's simple addition it's pretty readily it's it's readily available information how many people are on ir in a year they just went out and you know with a calculator added it made a fancy chart but again if you want to doubt it and go do your own work that's that's fine do what you want to do anyways that's going to be it i want to say a special thanks to matt for supplying the content for the entirety of this episode with his two questions much love, my brother. Otherwise, you folks have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. It's the worst day of the week. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.